This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am literally so excited to have you here today. Whether it's your first time listening or you're back for more, I am truly just so grateful to have you in this family. And I literally look forward to recording episodes and chatting with you every week like so much. So big, big freaking thank you. Okay, before we get started, this episode, I'm literally so freaking pumped for you to hear it. I think I always say that like every single week, but this week is power packed with so much goodness, all about gut health from an industry expert. And I typically don't have like that many guests on the show because I like to keep things personal with you guys but I had to have today's guest on the episode. We're going to get more into that. But before we do, we have to start off with a self-check-in because we got to just reground ourselves, become present wherever we are so we can just be focused and get the most out of this episode. I don't know about you, but I'm literally like, I feel like I'm just sprinting around today, like all over the place. I am launching my February Pilates challenge at Sweaty Studio. It's going to be called Self Love Club and you can sign up below. I'll give you like a little like not technically the challenge sign up link yet, but you can join the studio and get access to the challenge once it drops, hopefully in a few days. I'm finalizing some changes on that. So anyways, today has been a crazy busy day with all the recordings for that. But anyways, I'm so excited for you to see it. It's going to be such a fun challenge and I think it's going to be really, really impactful. So anyways, let's get into today's self check-in. Wherever you are, if you're driving, walking, sitting, just take a nice deep inhale through your nose. Fill up your lungs with lots of goodness, lots of beautiful energy with your breath. And then at the top, I want you to open your mouth and just exhale, releasing any tension, any negativity, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, just let it go. And now I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling today? As you answer, never judging yourself for how you're feeling, just acknowledging it. And now ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe you're having the best day ever. Something happened. Or maybe you just woke up feeling kind of meh. But now ask yourself, what is one thing I can do today to make myself feel a little bit better? Maybe that's getting in the sunshine or doing a workout that feels good and is fun for you or just listening to the podcast. It can be anything. And now ask yourself, have a drink water in the past 30 minutes. You know the drill. If you haven't, grab a water bottle and let's chug some water. Hydrate the hot bod in three, in two, and chug. I'm an imposter. I forgot my water bottle in the bedroom. We'll pretend I drink water. (laughs) I swear I will after I record this, okay? And now, 
<laughs> ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? If you haven't, I want you to stand up, shake out those legs, get the blood flowing, feeling good, and hit resume. And now, on a deeper note, I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I'm currently struggling with? It can be deep, it can be not so deep, just it can be anything that's challenging you right now. And then I want you to ask yourself, okay, how can I turn my struggle into a strength? I know it's it's tough to figure it out, but I know you can do it. Something I'm learning every single day of my life is the beauty and power of finding gratitude even in the hardest moments. Sometimes life can feel like it's just so intense and it's really hard to just get a grip and to just be happy. But I've always found that if I can just find something that's good in my day, like even if I'm still in a bad mood, it just makes me a little bit less grumpy or upset. So anyways, one more question and then we're going to move along into our life update. Our que- The question today is what is something that you can do to boost your confidence? For me, I've been obsessed with doing my hair every single day. I did little tiny braids today to kind of do like a mermaid vibe. I've been watching H2O a ton. So that's been a little confident booster in the smallest way ever. But yeah, I hope you love that self-check-in. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling present and ready to take on this episode and day. Let's do a little life update. I think last time we chatted, I was about to fly to LA and I think it's been like a week since I recorded an episode. So it feels like it's been a while, but honestly, after getting back from LA, my confidence kind of took a big hit. I was struggling a lot with my worth. I didn't really know like, okay, just for reference, like the event that I were, I did, I partnered with a couple of brands and one of those brands, I definitely was not compensated enough for the amount of energy that I put into the event and it was kind of my fault I mean I I just told them a low number for how much to pay me and I put a ton of ton of effort into promoting it into flying out there all this stuff so after the event I just felt like I didn't really know like all my friends also were on to me they were like Callie like you need to you need to value your worth and time a lot higher than what you're doing. And I kind of realized like I haven't been really knowing my worth. And I think as someone who is a couple, like a year or so out of college, it's definitely been hard to really like understand, I guess, my value and stuff. So it's something I'm working on. And I really learned like, don't let someone walk over you. Don't let a brand walk over you. Don't let a company walk over you. Just like if you have a number that you know is how much you should be paid, like don't let someone underpay you for it. Just put your foot down, set boundaries. And that's something I really, really learned in LA was set some boundaries for myself and know my value. Anyways, after LA, I was wiped out. I had a red eye flight back from LA, which is like an overnight flight. And I kind of took like three or four days to just bounce back. I feel like I was just so exhausted. I just felt like my life was a mess. My house was a mess. I just felt all over the place. And I I was really struggling, actually. I was crying a lot and just not feeling really good in my body or in myself. So that was really actually very challenging. And then my friend came to visit me. And that's kind of when everything, like, turned around in a good way. It was so crazy. We literally just went to Ulta. 
because I wanted to get some makeup. My makeup is like disgustingly old. It's from like high school. <laughs> I know. Don't don't come at me. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I want to get some new makeup. I'm going to invest in myself. And I was like feeling so bleh. And basically my friend Olivia, she ended up helping me figure out like all the different makeup and skincare products to get for my acne. And I hate wearing foundation. And she found like a BB cream that is a moisturizer that has SPF in it. It's tinted. And that's been like amazing. And then here's where it gets fun. We actually got like you know, like the little bronzer like stick that you see all over TikTok or you like do like little dots on your face then like rub it in. I don't even, I think it's like tart or something. So I got that and I got white eyeliner and I literally feel like a different person wearing this very natural face of makeup. Like those smallest little details, I swear, I just feel so good. And then I got a hair oil from Olaplex. And I've been putting it in my hair and doing my hair like I told you guys. And I swear, just like, I don't know. I also got my nails done. Like I know it's like a lot of stuff, but something about just like taking care of myself and putting in the effort extra effort and money and time to do things I know will make me feel really good like that's been a game changer for me and it's not like I think I've in the past kind of been like oh like that's just superficial temporary confidence but I don't think it is like I don't think there's anything wrong with taking care of yourself and giving your body and your mind what you need to feel good even if it's wearing white eyeliner so that was that's been a good update I feel like I really really have turned the corner since I went and did all this stuff for myself like I feel so confident just like doing my makeup routine in the morning I feel really confident just feeling like put together and I think that's what I needed because I was feeling so not put together after LA and just like all frazzled and out of my routine so that's been an, a definitely a highlight I recommend so so much if you're feeling just all over the place literally think of one thing that makes you feel put together and just do it like literally just start with one thing because that is going to lead to a trickle effect of doing more things for yourself. Like yesterday I was feeling put together and I was like, "Mm, we're going to do some laundry. We're going to like clean all this stuff. Before I know it, I've done like a ton of stuff that was weighing on me from last week. Okay. That's my little rant. But anyways, um, I'm trying to think anything else is up new and exciting. Well, I like I mentioned the challenge is happening and that's really exciting. So after I finish recording this, I'm going to go and take some pictures for, to promote that challenge for sweaty studio and oh also like this is like a whole other side note kind of going back to the whole brand compensation LA thing how I was feeling really just just not good about myself I recently put my foot down and I was like I'm not gonna do brand deals on Instagram or TikTok until June like I want to focus on my community I want to just focus my energy on things and make me feel really good and if doing brand deals like isn't making me feel really good like I'm gonna just temporarily put that in my life remove that from my life and I know it maybe sounds extreme but I don't think it is I think it's protecting my energy if brands lowballing me for doing brand deals isn't gonna make me feel good and it's gonna lower my confidence or whatever even though it shouldn't even if it okay wait I'm like totally rambling even if that should not affect my confidence it has been and I just politely removed that from my life for now. And yeah, I'm excited to just see like how that helps my confidence skyrocket in the next few months to come. 
But that's about it with the updates. I am so excited for this episode today because, like I said, we have a guest on the show. You guys probably know, I don't know if you do know this, but I absolutely love kombucha so much. And like you guys maybe know this, I'm, I don't drink alcohol. And so for me, it's been like such a vibe going to pregames or going out, whatever, and drinking kombucha as like my drink of choice. And even when I did drink alcohol, I still would bring kombucha to the pregame. I've always been a kombucha girl. So this was nothing new for me. Basically, the founder of Health Aid or co-founder of Health Aid, Dinah Trout, reached out to me and wanted to come on the podcast. And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, you can come on the podcast. Let's learn about some kombucha and gut health facts. So she's on the podcast today and I just pick her brain on all things gut health. She gives a literal, like such a good simplified version of gut health 101 for my girls with hot girl stomach problems. And we also chat about fermented foods. I've been adding more fermented foods into my diet since chatting with her and I'm obsessed. Also, we talk about all things entrepreneurship and all that goodness with navigating entrepreneurship with your partner. And there's just like so much more. This episode was so motivational and yeah, I think you're gonna love it. So before we get into the guest, let's make sure you leave a review for the podcast if you love it. I appreciate it so much. Helps the show reach so many more people and change more people's lives and spread sunshine and love and all that jazz. So don't forget to leave a review and let's get into our guest. I am Dinah Trout. Nice to meet everybody. Um, I am the co-founder, one of the three co-founders of Health Aid Kombucha. Um, if you haven't had Health Aid, we believe we make the best tasting kombucha you can buy. So if you're nervous about trying kombucha, ours is the one. We started about 10 years ago um, in the farmer's market. So it's a pretty cool story of uh, you know having no experience and no money, but building it to a substantial, legitimate business uh, in a decade. So I was CEO during those 10 years and um, and then we sold it about a year ago to a private equity company. So it's just been an awesome ride from an entrepreneur standpoint. Um, outside of my career, I live in Palos Verdes, uh, California, which is just outside of Los Angeles. I have two little boys, seven and three, and I had both of them in the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. So that's a cool thing to talk about. Um, and I'm married to my wonderful husband, Justin, who also started Health Aid with me. He was one of the three co-founders. And, uh, you know, we still remain happily married. So there's another dimension <laughs> to the story that's kind of crazy. Um, but before Health Aid, I um, did all my background in nutrition. So I started as a nutritionist. I went to graduate school for nutrition and I fell in love with food early, early on in my childhood. So um, that's a little bit about me. I love it. Also, I'm literally flying to LA tomorrow. So I could have done some person. I didn't even know you were in California. So that's. Oh, yeah, so we fun. should have. It's so much better to do in person, but. I know. I know. Well, um, anyways, I'm glad to have you on and your background is incredible. I have literally so many questions for you. I'm also an entrepreneur and I also work with my boyfriend. So I definitely would love to hear more about just how you and Justin actually came up with the idea of health aid. So if you want to just talk a little bit about about that, I would love to hear about it. Sure. So it was me, my husband, and my best friend that actually started it. And um, obviously, there are so many opportunities for things to go wrong when you're <laughs> building something with someone you love, right? Um, and I think, um, but there's also another side to that. There's a there's a beautiful side of learning how to communicate, 
um, and work together really well so that your relationship in the end is stronger than, you know, stronger than strong. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the journey we ended up on. So, um, but the way we started health aid. Okay. So back in nutrition school, I started fermenting foods. I was really into healing with foods, not just cooking them and of course eating them, but, um, I really fell in love with healing with foods and through foods. And I found there was so much power in fermented foods. Um, so a couple of things I learned in nutrition school, um, one, so many people had gut issues that you wouldn't even know walking amongst us. I, I mean, I would call it, this is just my experience, but like a good 50% of people did not have a normal operating, you know, I poop every day and it's always normal type of gut. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting to me because even the people that looked healthy on the outside, um, and had a lot of energy, of course, we were in our mid twenties at the time. So maybe you always have energy, but, uh, you know, I was surprised to see how many gut issues existed. So that was the first thing I learned. Um, the second thing I learned in nutrition school was that not a lot was working for these people. They had tried a few things already, you know, like eliminating gluten or uh, dairy or like, um, you know, intermittent fasting, like all these kinds of things. And a lot of things weren't working for them. So they they just sort of surrendered to this being their life. And again, some of them weren't experiencing like major pain, but just, you know, not optimal. So that was the second. And then the third I realized how powerful fermented foods were. So I know I'm kind of getting away from your question, but it really is the heart of it. Like why we started a kombucha company was that um, through my nutrition school days, I gave people fermented foods and I fermented a bunch. I made my own kombucha. I made my own sauerkraut, kimchi, like you name it. And every time I gave somebody one of my fermented foods with digestive issues, they had relief within hours. And I was like, oh, this stuff is really powerful. And it's so simple. It's like not difficult to make. I make it all the time. I have kombucha flowing in my house all the time. And so it just sort of surprised me that this wasn't something that we do, despite the fact that we have this problem. So fast forward, let's see, a good six years from grad school, you know, we were all itching to like build a life that we could be financially free. We wanted to work for ourselves. Like there were a lot of other drivers to starting a business, but when it came to what idea we would, you know, circle up around it, it I just kept coming back to this power that exists in fermented foods and like how little we, we are accustomed to using that power, even though it's right at our fingertips. And I felt like kombucha was always the thing that was easiest for people to consume of the fermented foods. Um, it tasted the best, especially mine. I thought mine always tasted the best. <laughs> I guess I'm biased, but, um, people who didn't like kombucha actually still liked my kombucha. So like that, that was a reason. And then I just thought like, we should not be drinking soda. We should be drinking this. So long story short, that's kind of how we landed on kombucha. I love it. I want to know more about fermentation and how it actually helps the gut. Cause obviously like I know that, but like what the science behind it, yeah. like how's it no, work? It's so important that people understand that. I mean, I think already the fact that, you know, fermented foods are good for the gut, you're already in the top 50% because I bet you a good 50 don't even know. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice. And let me tell you, 
everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is Chase Tree Berry Extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period sad girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, Feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love. Love, especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
I have you heard the thing where it's, it's it's like a trend online. It's like hot girls have got problems. Like literally, it's I swear everyone I know has has got problems, and I yeah. have had got problems my not my entire life, but since fifth grade. So I've done a lot of research, but I would love yeah. to know more. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, so before we talk about how fermented foods are good for the gut, it's good to just get a like a really simple one hundred and one playing field of what we're talking about when we say the gut. So let me start there. Um, so a little gut one-on-one for you. Just take a minute. We have like a digestive system and there's something maybe you referred to, maybe you've heard of it called the microbiome. Mm -hmm. The microbiome is basically an assortment of bacteria, yeast, enzymes, they're microbes, they're microscopic, and they live in and on our body. 75% of them live in our gut. So when we refer to the microbiome, generally we're referring to those microbes that live in our gut. And there are supposed to be more microbes in our gut than there are stars in the Milky Way. I mean, they actually outnumber the cells. Yeah, they outnumber the cells in our body by 10x. Some say 100x. So it's like, who's, who's really leading who? Here we are thinking we're like leading the way. It could very much be these microbes. (laughs) Because there's way more of them and they have way more DNA. And so they are super important. And back 20 years ago, I think we knew the microbiome existed. We knew it was important for digestion, but we did not know how important it was not to just digestion, but to our overall health. And um, what we've learned in the last two decades, especially is that it is like driving everything we care about. Mm -hmm. It's like driving how your skin looks, how your hair looks, how you sleep, how you feel, it's the number one driver of mood. 95% it's thought now of your endorphins actually stem from your gut. Um, inflammation, how well you fight infection. I mean, like literally all the things you care about. And so mm-hmm. um, the microbiome is critical. And in general, what you should know is that the more microbes, the better. Like, again, that's a generality, but in general, what we see in studies is that the more abundant the microbiome, So what we mean when we say abundant is like more in number and then more in variation. So like the more abundant the microbiome, the better everything goes. And so things that cut your microbiome down or reduce it are going to be bad for your microbiome and therefore health. And things that increase the abundance are going to be good. What are are microbes? Like, okay. Microbes (laughs) are yeast. They're basically microscopic organisms that are not native to us. So bacteria, yeasts, enzymes. And in a microbiome, you'll actually have like a balance of like friendly and unfriendly, Mm -hmm. Uh, but in a really abundant microbiome, the friendly will always prevail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but there always are like pro-inflammatory bacteria, for example. And I know we call those bad, but that's only because we have an inflammation problem in this country. Right. So um, it's, it's about having a balance. Yeah. Okay. Um, And when you do things like take antibiotics, which sometimes we have to take, or if you drink too much alcohol, things like this, um, you will deplete your microbiome a lot. And these bad bacteria, the pro-inflammatory bacteria, for example, those will supersede and they'll like your microbiome will get out of balance and you'll all of a sudden feel crappy. You'll have bloating, gas issues. You'll have achy joints. You'll get sick. Like all these things actually, it like really wreaks havoc when your microbiome is out mm-hmm. of balance. So you want to support a healthy microbiome, AKA an abundant one. And the way you would do that is through pretty much two things. I mean, there is more that you can do beyond those two, but the major things I would say are two. 
And the first way you do it is to eat lots and lots of fiber from fruits and vegetables. So fruits and vegetables, legumes, beans, these things have indigestible fibers in them. And this is what the bacteria like to eat. And so when there's food, of course they can grow. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, uh, those are called prebiotics. If you've ever heard the word prebiotics. Yes. 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 That's all that means. It's basically a type of fiber. There's also another type of prebiotic called a pack. Um, but the point is it's food for the bacteria. And for the most part, it's naturally sourced from fibers in fruits, vegetables, mostly, but also legumes and beans. So, you know, potatoes, bananas, like especially the starchy stuff. It's funny, like the stuff that maybe other diets told us to avoid very much are rich in prebiotics and good for our gut. So that's number one. And then the second thing is fermented foods. And the reason fermented foods support the gut is that they themselves are actually their own microbiome. So um, they're like superfoods for the gut because they have all three things. They have prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. Now we talked about prebiotics. So let's talk about the other two. Um, Probiotics are those microbes. You're basically taking, ingesting a microbe. Mm-hmm. You're ingesting a bacteria, yeast, or enzyme. That's what a probiotic is. The only difference between a probiotic and what's actually in your gut is one is already in your gut and one is in a pill you're taking or in a food that you're taking. Um, so it's basically just means it's external to you. Now, theoretically, if you eat the thing, easy, right? You take the pill, it joins the team, you're all good. Unfortunately, many of the probiotics that are on the shelf, they don't make it through our very aggressively acidic (laughs) and hostile, you know, digestive system. So like 95% of stuff that's out there that you're paying money for is just not even getting to your gut. So it's not as simple, unfortunately, as taking a probiotic um, to solve the problem. Right. But you could imagine that taking a probiotic would solve it. Cause remember we talked about more microbes, the better. Okay. And then the last thing, and I know I'm kind of, I'm not rambling, but I know it's been a long answer, but I want- No, I, I, I'm like soaking it in. I'm like, okay, okay. taking notes. <laughs> okay. The last thing is postbiotics. So you may have heard postbiotics. If you haven't, it, it's it's sort of another fancy word, um, but all they're talking about when they say postbiotics is essentially what the bacteria in your gut, like what the microbes in your gut make when they eat food. So- it's basically like a metabolite. It's a compound that results in bacteria eating prebiotics. So you've got Mm -hmm. the bacteria in your gut, they're eating the food, all the vegetable fibers and fruit fibers that you're eating. Yum, yum, yum. They're eating, they're replicating. And then they make as a result, like all bacteria make byproducts. They make compounds, they make Mm -hmm. metabolites. These things are called postbiotics. And what's interesting about gut health is it's actually the postbiotics that do most of the work. They're the thing that goes and translates information through your vagus nerve to your brain to say, release more serotonin, or they're the things that go into, you know, all the joints to, to say, decrease inflammation. It's actually those things that do the work. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get those things without the microbes. And we couldn't get all of those things without the microbes eating the probiotics. So you see how you need all three. Yeah. Um, but, but the postbiotics are actually the most important things and fermented foods are the only things that actually are also postbiotics. So Mm. it's a superfood because you're drinking a probiotic 
which because it's natural and naturally fermented, it can withstand your gut because it's withstanding its own fermentation in highly acidic and aggressive environments. Mm -hmm. So like when you eat probiotics from a fermented food or drink it, it actually does get to your gut. So you're, number one, you're getting probiotics. You're also getting prebiotics because there's, there's, there's a lot of polyphenols in fermented foods that act as food for probiotics as well for, sorry, microbes as well. And then probably most importantly, it's pretty much like 80% postbiotics. So you're drinking the very thing. Do you see? So it's like a mm -hmm. superfood. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. Everything that's like vinegary and fermented foods, like it's sour, right? Kefir is sour. Kombucha is sort of sour. Those, those are the vinegars, the organic acids that develop in fermentation. And those things, acetic acid, lactic acid, butyric acid, they have so many health benefits. So it's funny. We think of kombucha and say, oh, it's the probiotics that are good for me. And I, and I kind of let that go. It's true. It is the thing that's good for you. But the thing that's probably even more good for you is the fact that it's super rich in all these organic acids. Wow. Uh, okay. So that's why kombucha is good for the gut and fermented foods overall. Love it. Okay. Thank you for that. That was seriously like the most helpful answer I've ever received about <laughs> the gut in general. Um, kind of backtracking a little bit yeah. about, I know you mentioned 95% of top post probiotics on shelves aren't actually effective. How do you know what the 5% is? If I personally take probiotics every day. And so like, how do you know if it's actually a good probiotic? Oh, such a good question. Uh, and I, I, there is no clear answer. I mean, what mm -hmm. I will tell you is that probiotics in fermented foods are most likely going to make it because okay. they, they already in and of themselves are coming to you in an environment of high acid and, you know, sort of they've, they've withstood their own thing. So mm -hmm. I would say fermented foods, probably good, but as far as a pill goes, I, I really have to say, follow, I mean, it's cheesy, but I'd say, follow your gut. If you're noticing a difference when taking them, then it's working. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, for sure. Ones that have been researched and studied, um, are also another way you can look into that. And usually, you know, they'll say that on a website, um, but you need to just be, you know, you need to do a little research to look into, did they actually study that this bacteria makes it to the microbiome um, mm. and like adds to the microbiome, I but the, that. probably the best and cheapest and easiest way is to be like, how do I feel after I take it? You know, if yeah. you take it for a week or something, are you noticing that your, your digestion is, is going more smoothly? Are you noticing that like it helped, you know, did you see any change? Okay. That's good to know. I think the one I'm taking right now, it's like, I don't know. I haven't like noticed like a huge difference. So maybe it may not be effective, but I actually recently did learn how even with like multivitamins, there's so many that just have like little ingredients added that are actually doing more harm than good. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is actually, this is crazy. The vitamin supplement field is so overwhelming and it's, I know. Yeah. It's so sad. And, you know, it's even in the food and beverage world, like I'll give you an example of something that's really bad for our gut that like people consume all the time. Like it's nothing. Um, we had mentioned already antibiotics and alcohol. Maybe those mm -hmm. ones are obvious, but things like stevia, things like mm -hmm. xylitol, sugar substitutes, all of the things that we're drinking to avoid sugar and eating to avoid sugar. I get it. I get why we're avoiding sugar, but it's not that simple because these things actually deplete our microbiome studies have shown, including things like stevia. Um, 
And you know, how would we know that? So I've even seen probiotics with stevia in them because they're like powders and they want them to taste good. Yeah. And I'm like, sugar would be better. I mean, sugar would be way better. So, um, (laughs) you know, we are in a complicated world. You do have to arm yourself with information. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And unfortunately, all these companies are even coming out with products and they're not themselves informed. So, you know, it, it is a mess out there. The good news is there are diamonds in the rough. I mean, there are companies doing good things and making great things. So, but it is one of the reasons I always tell people, I'm like, just try eating a fermented food every day and upping your vegetable and fruit amount versus taking a pill. And, um, you might see like a bountiful difference. Um, yeah, I mean, I am pro probiotics. Like I personally love bio K as my daily probiotic. In addition to kombucha, it's a fermented kefir, but again, it's fermented. Hmm. I definitely heard of that. Hey, I love it. I'll definitely have to start drinking more kombucha on the regular. I feel like it's kind of like my here and there thing I I drink, but I I like want to consistently start consuming more fermentation because it sounds like- And and bury it up, you know, just like vegetables. Like it's not about drinking a kombucha every single day. It's like, just start buying a bunch of fermented foods, put it in your fridge and just kind of just add it to your diet, have a kombucha every couple of days, have a few bites of sauerkraut with your salad Mm -hmm. every couple of days, kefir every couple of days, and you will notice a difference. That's awesome. So I want to like kind of backtrack a little bit and what actually made you, because I can tell you're so passionate about the gut. Like Mm -hmm. this is like your passion. What in particular got you to this level? Like why, why are you so passionate about it? I think it really was the, um, the experience I had in grad school of seeing how many people were suffering Mm. and how powerful kombucha was and sauerkraut and kefir. Those were the three things I mainly made were to these people. So like I had a very close experience, my, my husband now, but when we met in Boston, he was my um, boyfriend. And he was about 120 pounds and he's like six feet tall. So he was real skinny. Like Mm -hmm. we used to joke that he was like heroin level skinny and he didn't want to be like that. He had major IBS issues. He was like Mm -hmm. vomiting all the time. Every time, everything he ate made his stomach upset. So he ate like five things. I mean, he was really suffering in a day-to-day life and you would never know it, you know, cause he's just walking around cool musician, dude. Um, and it was like, he was about to go on lifelong medicine through his doctor, like proton pump inhibitors, et cetera, for, um, IBS and like just a week I think, of giving him daily fermented foods made his symptoms go entirely away. Oh my gosh. And, and, and that was like a moment where I'm like, dang, this stuff is like really powerful. And obviously there's no side effects to food. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're enjoyable to drink and eat and they're less expensive than medicine. So like for all the things I'm like, wow. And you know, he now today, fast forward is like a healthy 175, you know, pound man. He eats fermented foods every day. He like never wants to go to back to that life. And I, I think that that was the thing that really made me passionate about it. Um, I think also just learning how few people knew about gut health, like there was a major gap in knowledge. Um, that's another reason to drive my passion. You know, there's like a need for it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. 
And is that, so that's what got him extremely passionate about gut health as well. Yeah. And he loved my kombucha and he would always be like, dude, we need to sell this one day. Like, this is so much better than what's on the shelf. And, you know, eventually we did it. Okay. So I read that you started your kombucha company out of your apartment. Yes. I would love to hear kind of how, because obviously health bit, I like totally just word vomited. <laughs> health, how health aid has grown so much. Um, how did you like, how did you grow it so much? Mm, and obviously yeah. no longer have it out of your apartment. Yeah. So it grew fast. If I were to use a word to describe health aid over the last 11 years, it would be growth. That would be the, the, the word. How did we do it? Well, there's so many things, but um, first step, first thing you did. Yeah, I mean, we did start in our, so we had no money and no business in being in business. Like none of us had any experience in entrepreneurship and starting a product. We didn't have any assets to lean on in order to even get money. Like we, we literally had whatever money was in our savings account, which was like, you know, under a thousand bucks for each of us to start this up. And, and so the only options we really had at that time were to, to sell it in the farmer's markets. Um, because that, you know, week to week, you would actually get cash for what you sold. And then you could apply that cash to the next week's, you know, and, and, so it didn't require so much overhead for the three of us in the beginning. Um, and so that's where we started. And we did that for a good full year before moving to a shared kitchen. And then from that shared kitchen, we moved to a, uh, you know, our own kitchen, which was small. And then we outgrew that and went to a fourth kitchen and then a fifth. And now we're in our sixth kitchen, which we've expanded on twice. So, you know, it's like you have to go from A to B to C to D. Mm -hmm. If we were to go, like, let's say I walked into my brewery today, like back in 2012, let's say I was like, all right, I'm ready to start a kombucha company and I want to be in every fridge in America. Let's go see how Health Aid's doing it. And I walked into Health Aid's brewery and I saw how they were making it. I probably would have quit because I would have said, how the heck I'm like, I don't know how to build this. Mm -hmm. and, and yet I did because I didn't have to know how to go from A to, to D or A to F you know, that day, all I have to know is how to go from A to B. So I would say to those of you interested in starting your own business, try not to be overwhelmed or daunted when you compare yourself to someone that's on, you know, day 3000, because we all started at day zero and day one, you know, so did Nike. And I would tell myself that too, by the way, I'd be like, well, Nike started in just one store, you know? Um, and that would be motivating to me. But like the way we grew, uh, so we picked growing, we wanted to grow in grocery. And the reason is that, um, you know, online and shipping to people is really hard when it's a glass product, when it's a product made in glass, and then it's a product that's cold and it has to stay cold. So it was just so expensive to ship. So that wasn't an option. And we felt like most people buy their beverages in grocery stores. So you know, part of it was us deciding to focus on that channel for growth and like really double down. And then we just like did not give up. I mean, it started by us literally walking into accounts with six packs of our kombucha and like a printed up, you know, sales sheet that I made on PowerPoint. And we would walk in and be like, hey, we make the best kombucha you can buy. Like, do you want to carry it? Let's do a tasting. I'd have little cups. We'd, I'd find the manager. Oh, he's not there that day. I'd come back the next day. You know, it was very... There was nothing like 
innovative about it. It was Mm -hmm. very gritty. It was very grassroots, very gritty, and just we would not stop. Our first store, like real grocery store, uh, with like I would say one that has, you know, a chain was called Gelson's. And if you live in LA, you'll know it. If you don't live in LA, it's like an 18. Uh, at the time it had like 18 locations. So mm-hmm. pretty big, but not humongous, not national, but pretty big. And they tend to do like higher end premium products, better few products. So perfect store for us. And I knew the guy's name, his name was Rich. And he was the buyer for cold functional beverage. And the only kombucha they had on the shelf was GT's at the time, which was like everybody else. And he had been there 11 years, never had many competitors at all. So we were trying to disrupt that. And you know, I emailed him. I can't even remember how many times Vanessa emailed him. Justin emailed, no response, nothing. No, he's not available. No, 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 no. And then we found out where he worked. <laughs> That's creepy, but it was like an office building, so it wasn't that creepy. And we would just like show up, you know, figure out when he was going to work. Oh, he, you know, he tends to come in at eight o'clock. Oh, he comes in Tuesdays at 10. Eventually we run into each other and we've got a coffee and we're like, Rich, we've emailed you a hundred times. Please take a meeting with us. You know, like, just getting the meeting was hard and we got that meeting and that was a turning point because I think out of pity, he gave us three spots at the end of it. He's like, look, I don't think this is going to work. I remember him saying that he's like, I don't think this is going to work, but I'll give you three spots because you guys have tried so hard and good luck. And when we got in there, we're like, well, we can't fail. So we did everything in our power, right. To not fail. We didn't have a lot of money. So we had to be in there four times a day doing samplings, like da, 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 da. And it turns out it did awesomely. Um, And so he expanded us from three to six, from six to 18. Next thing you know, you're kind of expanding. And, and it it was like that with every account. I mean, not, not me meeting them in the parking lot necessarily. That was probably the hardest, but um, just in general, nothing came easy. It was always a push. And, but I also think there was a right place, right time part of this. Like we were starting at the beginning of this very strong momentous wave, which I think is still going. And it's this health and wellness wave. People are cutting out what, you know, doesn't make them feel good and and replacing it with what does. And, mm-hmm. and which is one of those things. So it, I do think we also hit that natural momentum of product market fit, consumers wanting what we were, what we were selling, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't wow. easy. I, w- I would never use the word easy for any part of the journey. <laughs> I can relate so much to that story. I mean, I had two brands, Free People and Bala. They're my two dream brands. And I was like, I want to teach an in-person event with them so bad. I had reached out to them, emailed them, nothing. And so I was like, you know what? We're going to go into the store and we're going to leave the information and like find the right person to talk to. So I went multiple times in Bala. I literally went to their pop-up and bought a sweatshirt and posted on Instagram. And I was like, guys, like, I love you. Like it was very scrappy and I ended up working. I got both of them. And I was like, it's, it doesn't just fall in your lap. And I think with this day and age, a lot of people are expecting it when they start a company, just everything to work perfectly. But I love how your story is literally just proof that like you can make anything happen. You just have to keep going at it. And I would love to hear kind of how, how did you keep going even when you were getting these no's? Hmm. Yeah. The motivation to keep going is, is hard. Um, and it didn't ease up, you know, I think part of the challenge of being a founder 
an entrepreneur, even in being a CEO or or any leader of a team, it off, you often maybe hear it is lonely at the top. Uh, people say that a lot. And the reason I think it's that way is you, you your job is to inject the company wherever it is in its stage. It's your job to inject it with the energy that it takes to grow. Um, it's your vibe, it's your leadership, it's your energy that instigates it all, especially as a founder. Like you are the igniter as the founder. And it is so hard when you don't got the fire, you know? And some days, just like we're human, you're not gonna have the fire, you know? Um, you're gonna be pounded down and beaten down and and feel tired. And you're gonna say, well, who ignites me <laughs> when I'm out of the gas, you know? Um, and that is a very like familiar experience of every entrepreneur. I can tell you that they are, it is like that saying, it's always darkest before the dawn. I mean, ask any founder about moments like that and they'll have 30 to tell you about. Um, so how do you get up? You know, I don't know. You just, you, you have to find that one seed within that is still alive and kick it and <laughs> put it out there and, you know. There's so many moments where I had to fake it. You know, I had to fake it. I had to come in and say, no, like, this is my job. Like, do your job, you know? And I would, I would almost fake it till you make it. Sometimes I had to do that. Sometimes I had to like, um, you know, listen to some pep talks from other people or online. I used to really love some of the Nike commercials. I mean, they just always got me going. I would sometimes listen to those songs. At the end of the day, for sure, burnout is a very real thing um, for anybody that's working toward anything hard. Uh, you know, Olympic athletes talk about this, um, you know, working parents, anybody who's trying to do anything extraordinary. It's it's incredibly hard and life is incredibly hard sometimes. So you might have a thousand things thrown at you all at once, you know, death of a family member you love you got no money. Like all these things can hit your plate. That's life, man. I mean, it's, it can be hard sometimes. So how do you like reach in and find the the thing? I think at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be really hard to do that. If you've got no, if you've got no um, like mojo left. So one thing I learned along the way was you, you know, it's, it's cliche now to talk about it, but you got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to take care of yourself along the way because you're going to get hit hard. That's life. And when you get hit hard, you want to be as strong as you can be to just get through it, you know? Yeah. And how do you take care of yourself? Obviously, you got to figure that out for yourself. But for me, it was I needed to have some time that I wasn't only the founder of Health Aid. Like it wasn't only Health Aid. Um, I had to like refine what brought me joy, exercise, sleep manage stress, eat well. I mean, all mm -hmm. these things, right? Um, yeah. So that's a hard question. And I don't think there's an answer for everybody, but the point is it is a familiar circumstance and part of entrepreneurship. And I think part of success in business as an entrepreneur is you've got to figure it out. You've got to figure out what that is for you and have the discipline to keep it going. I love it. Yeah. I want to go, I want to like, dive into more of kind of like what you said, like you have to take care of yourself. And I think something that I've personally experienced as an entrepreneur, it's sometimes feeling like my entire identity is tied into my job, tied into my business. So how do you separate, how did you like 
separate your identity from health aid and from the work that you're doing and be yourself also. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I didn't wake up knowing that. Uh, I learned this the hard way. Um, and it was not a switch either. I learned it once and then I had to learn it again and then I had to learn it again. So, um, you know, accept this, uh, you know, experience share, if you will, as someone who <laughs> didn't always know this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a very dangerous thing to be living as one with your company. It's also a beautiful thing because it's your baby after all. Um, but at a certain point you have to get yourself back so that you can properly lead it. Um, and so, you know, I think it's very normal for that transition. You know, it's actually kind of similar to having kids for those of you out there who have children. It's like when you have a newborn baby, I mean, where does one begin and the other, you know, stop It's like, um, you're one with this thing. It needs everything from you and you almost have no <laughs> rights or, uh, independence. Like mm -hmm. you're completely selfless to this thing. Um, and it's completely dependent on you, but then it grows and you have to take the steps as a parent and you do this to separate yourself as well. Like the baby has to learn how to eat on its own eventually, right? The baby has to learn how to eventually go to school and then do all these things. I'm obviously speaking in an analogy, but a business is no different. You have to, you are not a very good business leader if it is entirely dependent on you the whole way through. So you've got to sort of set up this expectation that eventually you've got to create a business that's so good, it can run on its own and you don't even need to be there. And that's obviously a stretch. That's like when the kid goes to college, right? Mm -hmm. But um, you've got to always have that expectation in mind and start to set up those steps where you say, okay, no, you need to be able to learn how to sleep on your own. Like you're six months, it's time, you know? Um, same thing with the business. And that's your job as the founder and the CEO, I would say, is to constantly push yourself not away from the business, but push the business to a higher level so that it, it can operate one step less with your with your absolute requirement. So um, it's almost like you can think of it as a um, our, the best CEOs are going to be the ones that figure out how to build and run a company and they check in once once a week. Like, I mean, I know that sounds crazy to say, and maybe that's not always true, but I mean, the spirit of it is essentially... If you build a great business, it should be able to run. It should be able to run without you. If you if you get, you know, that's not a good business if like somebody gets hit by a car and suddenly the business fails. It's like that didn't work very well. That was so, you know, so you have to learn how to do it. And and it's just like anything else. It's a discipline. You've got to set carve out time for other things that, you know, you love. Like, you know, Callie, what else brings you fulfillment and joy in life? besides running your business and you have to carve out time no matter how hard it is to just do those things. I mean, that was the secret, by the way, to running the business with my husband and still having it not be a, a complete disaster mm -hmm. for our marriage. You know, we had to um, carve out time to just be husband, wife and not talk about health aid. Like it was, it was not allowed. And sometimes we'd go through the first 30 minutes of a dinner not knowing what to say. Cause the only <laughs> thing we talked, we could talk about was this thing we were nursing and mm -hmm. building. 
and growing, but eventually you do find other things to talk about, like songs you heard that you like, and then you kind of remind yourself, oh yeah, we totally bonded on jazz. Like once, once upon a time, like let's go to a jazz mm-hmm. show. And like, so it's sort of not that um, complicated. In other words, it's simple, but it's not always easy anyway. And again, this is, I had to learn the hard way. So I do think that's part of the journey. Yeah. Sort of like med- meditation, you know, when you first start, it's like really hard. I, I think, <laughs> I think it's not too different. Um, but for sure, it is not a healthy place to be. If you are one, you know, if you are your business. That's literally like the best advice I think anyone's ever told me. So just Wow. Thank you so much for that. Because I think a lot of my listeners, regardless if they're entrepreneurs or whatever, I think this is just like awesome advice. Cause I think so many people get so wrapped up in even school as a student, like it defines you or a full-time job, whatever it is. I think people need to learn, like, don't get wrapped up and make one thing your identity. I think it's so yeah. important, especially for mental health too. Oh, sure. definitely. And maybe there's a point in time, and that's why I like to use the parenthood analogy where it's okay. You know, like I think when a baby is a baby, a complete, you know, it couldn't live without you kind of thing. Um, Well, then that's natural to be that way. And maybe in the very beginning of a story or a company, you need to be like that. I'm not even saying that that's not acceptable for a temporary time. And maybe even at certain times of the business, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's, something's critically important and you've got to fucking give it your all. Sorry. <laughs> <You're fine>. um, <laughs> you've got to give it your all. Um, maybe maybe it's okay. But I think the point is you've got to have the expectation that this is temporary and, and you've, you've got to be trying to get away from that and out of it. Like, it, you know, it's okay that it's today, but like, how about a week from now, you, you know, you're doing something for yourself. I love it. Okay. To finish things off, I would love to know what is just the best piece of advice that you could possibly tell someone oh. or that's been told to you. Okay. Well, <laughs> mm, gosh, so much advice. I mean, so much good advice. I, I think I, I'm going to, if it's not too cheesy, I'm going to say, follow your gut. Um, the it's never reason- too cheesy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the reason it might be cheesy for me to say is that that's our, our tagline, this tagline. but I'm not even trying to like sell product here. When I say that, that tagline is a business mantra and a life mantra for me. Um, and I had to learn along the way that, you know, when I think about what health aid, why health aid was successful for sure, it was a lot of good decisions, um, over time, but it, 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 it was, it was all stuff that I already had like my whole life. Um, meaning I already had everything I needed inside of me to be the leader I became. There was nothing external I needed. I didn't need any degrees. I didn't need to read any books for sure. Experience helped shape me, but I guess the point is uh, what you need is already there. And so I want people to have the courage to lean into their um, authentic selves into their talents and put it out there because you already are extraordinary in some way. Um, And I wish I could just inspire people to follow that, lean into that and just put it out there because that that's the start of whatever it is your purpose is, you know? Um, So follow your gut would be my advice and stop second guessing yourself. 
Oh, I love it so much. You're such an inspiration. And I actually want to quickly ask you, so since selling health aid, are you still involved like at the company or how does that work since selling it? Yeah, currently. Yeah. So for about a year and a half, I've been um, in a role called chief mission officer. And mm-hmm. my job has been to help close the gap of knowledge and gut health, uh, gut health, sorry. Um, and so we're trying to educate consumers and even educate our own employees on the importance of gut health and what kombucha does for gut health. So um, it's been a really awesome ride. I am going to be taking a step out of the business in a few months um, to try to pursue my next thing, which I really don't know what it is next. I very much am excited to close. Well, it's bittersweet to close this chapter. Mm -hmm. But what I'm excited about is to have some time to I'm really going to try to lean back into my creative side, take some art classes and just take a little bit of a break for like a few months and then see if something comes to me. But I have no idea what's next. I have a feeling I have no choice but to start something else eventually. I just think it's in my blood, but I don't have any ideas yet. And I'm um, and yeah, so bittersweet. But in the next year, I'll be transitioning out. I love it. That's so exciting. I love it. Exciting. I will forever, though, be like the mom of health aid. Like I have it's your baby. Say. Yeah. It's your business yeah, totally. baby. <laughs> totally. Oh, well, thanks so much for coming on healthy, but human. I am sure my listeners love this episode before we go, where can my listeners find you? You can find me uh, on Instagram at Dinah Trout, but, um, health aid, uh, has, we've got a great website, healthaid.com, And then of course at health aid on all the social channels. Amazing. Okay. Well have the best day and thanks for listening everyone. Thanks again for listening to today's episode with Dinah Trout. I hope you love today's episode on all things gut health and entrepreneurship. If you love this episode, feel free to leave a review. It helps the show so much with reaching more people all around the world and spreading love and light into their lives. I will see you next week. Have the best day ever. Keep shining, my gorgeous queen. Stay sweaty and continue to be healthy, but still human. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.